And this episode of the Disney Dads Podcast is brought to you by Away With Me Travel, the official travel agency of the Disney Dads Podcast and our YDF Media. There's nothing better than traveling to Walt Disney World over the holidays. Right now, we have an amazing offer going on for our Disney Dads family. Tell me a little bit about it, Jamie. I'm so excited to be able to bring this incredible offer to our family, and that is if you book a vacation package now through the end of December 2019, we are giving a complimentary party ticket to either Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party or Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. So contact us for details, and we can get you that incredible offer. Contact us at show at awaywithmetravel.com, and we can't wait to get you to these amazing parties today. And this episode of the Disney Dads Podcast is brought to you courtesy of our Patreon supporters. Want to support the show? Become a Patreon member. Thank you. Thank them. Now enjoy the show. Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sip. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. Can we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. There's a touch of madness around here. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Disney Dads Podcast. We're a show that's a little bit about us, a lot about Disney, but fun for the entire family. And this week, I'm joined by my wonderful brothers, Jason and Justin, guys, it's been a while since I've seen you. We're recording on a Sunday night. We don't usually record on Sundays, but, you know, family things come up. And uh, Jason, how are you doing tonight? Fabulous. Today I had uh, my son's birthday. He will be turning, actually, a birthday party. His birthday is on Tuesday. He'll be turning nine. Parker? Yeah, Parker. And uh, they got to play yeah. some laser tag. And, I mean, look, it's just a bunch of eight, nine-year-old knuckleheads getting together and me playing drill instructor in a public, you know, get over here, come here, you can't be doing it. So, um, but we had fun, they had fun, I hope. Um, but you know, this is one of those moments where every time one of my kids has a birthday, I always got to take pause and there's always that, that, that intimate moment that I have with the world, you know, the karma that, you know, that, that just, um, you know, am I doing things right? Uh, is, how is it going? And then there's also that, that slap of reality where, wow, another year is come and gone. Yeah. You know, and of course, Facebook's got to remind me of the last nine years of memories on top of it. So, um, but yeah, it's his birthday. So, Parker, a happy birthday, buddy. I love you, and you are an incredible little man. Um, definitely, definitely uh, are such a light in my life. So, anyways, I, I hope you have an amazing birthday. Other than that, my friend, my two ghoulish brothers, I'm doing well. So, thank you for asking. Justin? Things are... Things are good here. They're, uh, I'm living in a land of sickness. Katie, Katie's been down and out for about two weeks, man. And then all of a sudden, Riley spikes a temp of 103 last night. And that's why we were recording late. So thank you guys for that because I was, I've was i been playing a nurse, doctor, uh, a chef, uh, you know, doing all, wearing all the hats and everything. Um, but everyone seems to be on the mend. Uh, Riley's feeling a little better today, and Katie's kind of feeling a little better. So hopefully I got my flu shot today. I only cried for 12 minutes. It wasn't too bad. And, uh, you know, we're, we're off and running, man. We're, uh, we're, I'm, I'm really, really excited about tonight's topic. Last week, we introduced this brand new storyline that we're going to be doing all month long. But before we jump into that, guys, we had some huge, I mean, massive Disney news come out yesterday. And uh, it's all everyone's talking about. It's national news. It's gone, gone viral. The so-called gondolas that have been working for a week had a little incident. What yeah. were your opinions on these the gondolas yesterday and what happened? Well, I'm not going to get Laura in it now, that's for sure. I was kind of hoping she... <laughs> no, you're I, done. Every no, little no, no, slight chance I had of getting her on them was right out the window. You know, I'm watching all these videos. You know, our, our good buddy Dan Ross, he took his kids up in it, and they, they went for a ride. And they, wow, it looked great. It doesn't look that bad. And I'm like, you know, I'll show Laura this video. I'll convince her to go. I come home from work today. What's the first thing Laura says to me? Did you see the gondola accident? No, tell me more about it, Laura. I had no idea. 
<laughs> so, yeah, no, that yeah. went out the window. So any any chance I have going on there with my family is done, and I'll have to do that on a solo trip. It looked like they just completely like got jammed up coming into the station and and just piled up on one on one on top of another. What happened? Mathematically, that should not have happened, guys. Engineering wise, that should not have happened. There is no reason for that. I don't understand it. Um, I can imagine heads are going to roll. And I'll I'll be honest with you. Some I I think upper management, uh, yeah. particularly our CEO of Disney, is getting a little got a little bit. He just wants his name on a lot of things before he retires, and I think a lot of these projects were push, 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 and, and, and perhaps, um, perhaps a little too much. It's only been going a week. I mean, like, the it's pretty bad whenever you see the story, and the first thing you think about is, man, I would give anything to have a GoPro and Jason stuck <laughs> in the air after a couple cups of coffee. But here's the thing: Did you guys see? So. They come over the speakers and they say, uh, please remove the emergency kits for your uh, convenience. You know, And it wasn't even the fact of you're up there for that long. You ever call Disney and you get on hold? And for the first like 10 minutes, like, this is magical. A whole new world. you know. And they're singing the songs and all that. And after about 10 minutes, you're like, I'm going to throw my phone against the wall. If that guy comes on and interrupts the music one more time. Um, there was this one woman's voice that just says, please stay seated for your safety. You know, it just kept going over and over again. And I was following certain people on Twitter. And this one guy was writing his, uh, like, his farewell letters. He was like, hour three. I don't remember what <laughs> land used to feel like. You know, and like all the, <laughs> he, was like, he was like, mom, dad, I miss you. Hopefully one day we'll be reunited again. You know, and it was just, it was hilarious. But they said, get out the, um. They said get out the emergency bags or whatever, and they had bottled water, waste bags. One depends, uh, which I claim right away. Like depends <laughs> is mine. Fire it over here, guys. <laughs> waste waste bags. Um, but the best part about it is. Oh wait, wait, wait! Li- waste bags. Define yeah. the term waste. Like waste bags. Like if you have to go one or number two. Well, I was thinking okay, more so uh, so there is there. So I've got I'm on there with you know after after an Epcot right. run that would be fine but like a Magic Kingdom run I mean guys I don't even like it when someone's standing next to me in the guys bathroom you're with yeah. me with a couple strangers yeah. sir uh, can you turn around my wife has to uh, what what is she gonna do dude <laughs> it ain't number two that bathroom is number this place. one on it get those windows open number now. one man this is like the tour bus man there's a rule on the tour bus. <laughs> Well, when I get on one of those gondolas, the first thing I'm going to say to the stranger is, do you have any intestinal issues at all? Like, at all, because there's no, there's none of that up here. It's number one only. Well, my favorite thing, oh, and can you imagine leaving food and wine? Oh, my gosh, everybody's, you know, full of, of alcohol and food. Who's got room okay. in their bag? I still got a oh, little bit of Did I just see you walking out of the Mexican pavilion? You are not getting in here. You're <laughs> yeah, not getting no, in this no, gondola. No, you just people no, throwing no. out, yeah. No, um, let, but the, let me listen to your stomach. Is there any gurgling yeah. going on, dude? The, the fun, be here a while. <laughs> the fun, the <laughs> funny part too, man, is that they put in uh, two things. One, they put a notepad and a golf pencil. Okay, a little notebook in there. Uh, one, why are they putting notebooks in the emergency kit just with plain paper? What are you doing? Writing emergency notes and making paper airplanes and throwing them at cars? You know, <laughs> driving down the road. Like, what's the point? But two. We now know what happened to the gondolas because the notepads on the front of them said Universal. So we think <laughs> Universal sabotaged the gondolas and left, left their little their little calling card. We were here. So we'll see. Now, are they, how long are they down for? Indefinitely now? It's indefinitely. Oh, I'm sure they'll be down a while. Yeah, I'm sure they're gonna be down a while. And you know what? Too they. It's funny for for us to laugh, but to be stuck up there four hours, I am I am sure it was just miserable. I mean, just and here's the thing. All right. And, and I, we didn't plan this, so I'm putting you guys on the spot, okay? Jason, you have to be evac off of one or the other, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tower of Terror or a gondola. And the tower is up in the air. Like, the, 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 the you know, you're, you're in mid-drop. Which one oh, are you choosing? I picked the gondola, dude, because rappelling is so, I mean, that's just second nature. I've done so much rappelling. I would just strap me up and just let me slide down. I would be just fine with that. It would be an intimidating, depending on where you're at, too. If you're over the water or if you're over, you know, it all depends on, on where you are. Mike? Uh, just jump. Would you want to uh, do it? Yeah. I, I, gondola, because it would be more of an interesting ride out. I think uh, Tower of Terror would be kind of dark. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, yeah, I think if I had to be evacuated from one, I would be evacuated from the gondola. 
I think you yeah. get a better I view, better neither. perspective. You choose neither. I choose neither. I'll I'll get evacuated off the people mover. Well, That's my let me spot. let me ask you a question. What so, would it take you to make it right? Like, what do you think Disney handed out as your compensation for the people who stuck up there? Seven. Well, for four hours, you've got to get your park ticket back. That's yeah, of you have course, to, yeah. You have to compensate them. Their I don't. I dude, I don't know what they're gonna do. It's interesting. You know, it'll be out. I mean, people are gonna put it out. Whatever they. You th- you think it's a blanket but for everybody? Do you think it's like, uh, or you think who complains the most no. is going to get the yeah, most? What, what can they do though? I mean, no, no. I mean, look, yep. Really. Let me tell you why it's not a blanket for everybody is because certain people won't say anything, yeah. and certain people will say mm-hmm. more. You know what I mean? It's just that's just how it works. Yeah. And uh, they're gonna go out. Of, and it's funny too, man, because there were actually some people on the gondolas at the time that aren't in the Disney podcast community, but they're in the Disney like social media community Mm -hmm. you know they post a lot of pictures they're very active they got a lot of followers stuff like that it's like people i follow and uh dude they're like what is happening right now and i think the worst thing it wouldn't even be being stuck it would be the um uh, the no communication Mm -hmm. you know like not knowing hey how long is it going to take like what are we doing like what's you know what's coming so I don't know. That's an interesting. I was really looking forward to trying it, but um, it's going to be hard to get Katie up there now, too. I think she would be kind of like, eh, I'm out. Yeah, that just doesn't make sense, man. I, it just. It looks like just, they just piled up on each other at, coming somebody, into the station. Somebody miscalculated somewhere, so yeah. I don't know. But they tested a man for months leading up to it, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, yeah. you know. Yep. Well, you know what it is. It was it was like the three of us leaving Trader Sands, and we were all three in there just (laughs) swinging back and forth as the thing was coming to the station. (laughs) Yo ho, yo ho. Well, I keep I keep hearing people talking about monorail doors coming off, and it's like that's not the case. Those I think in every single case they found that somebody actually vandalized it, and someone actually cranked it open. So. Or pushed it open. Um, I don't know. Things happen, man. I understand things happen. I, I would not be happy about it. I still think somebody dropped the ball, and probably a couple jobs are going to be lost out of the deal. But um, you know, as, as pretty as it was, there's no reason for something that on that engineering level. I mean, look, we got some smart people in the group. Especially, we have engineers in the group. And it, it, look, I mean, I want to know some feedback. Come in, come in, and tell me because it doesn't make sense to me. Well, the good thing is that no one was hurt or injured. No one. Uh, luckily, there was nothing worse than that, because the last thing we needed was the thousandth haunt to head over to the haunted mansion to fill the quota over there from a gondola accident. And if that leaves you any clue as to what we're diving back into, that is stories with the dads. Our our series that's continuing this week with the haunted mansion going in depth with all of the stories behind the stories of the haunted mansion. And to do that, we need help from a special friend of ours. It's been about two years. Two years since I left the department. You know, after the dread case, I just didn't have it in me anymore. To be honest with you, after dealing with the ghost host, kind of took the wind out of my sails. Maybe it was a good thing. I started a private investigation firm. It's been doing okay. But you know, every single day, I still hear this in the back of my mind, the ghost host, taunting me like he did the last time I saw him. Listen, there's a little matter I forgot to mention. They have selected you to fill our quota. (laughs) Yeah, hold on a second. All right, all right, I'm coming, hold on. As I take that casual walk to the door, uh, there's only two people that knock on the door, somebody who's looking for money or somebody who needs help. So I open the door cautiously. There's nobody here, nothing. They just disappeared, but I look on the ground and I see a package, and it's addressed to me. Private Investigator Harris. So I pick up that package, and I walk back to my desk. I open up that envelope, pull out that letter. Dear Mr. Harris, your presence is needed as soon as possible. C. C? I thought to myself, 
I know so many C's, I don't even know where to begin, but C. Well, it's a clue that I was willing to overlook because when I opened up that manila envelope, there was $10,000 in cash. And boy, did I need it right now. The peculiar thing about this money, though, it was all 1920s and 30s money. Yeah, it didn't matter. It all spins the same. I flip over that envelope, and written on the back is an address, and that is when the moment hit me. That is when my throat and stomach became one. My heart stopped because there is an address, and it was the Haunted Mansion. Now, my meeting with the ghost host was anything but pleasant. I mean, who shows up with a noose around their neck as a fashion statement? The guy just creeps me out. And I'm sorry that I haven't seen him. I mean, he haunts my dreams. He haunts my memories. He haunts my thoughts day to day. I don't know if he's a curse or what he is, but I just don't want to deal with him. And now I don't have a choice. Somehow deep inside I knew that our paths would cross again. As he always echoed in my head, They have selected you. They, they have, have selected, selected you, you to fill our quota. <laughs> now the drive up to the mansion was relatively quick. But it's still an eerie sight when you walk up to it. Walking past uh, the gravestones and, and the memory of the Dread family as they almost taunt me. Almost laugh at me for solving the murder. But yet, like there's a hidden secret of something I'm missing. Walking up to the front door, I really did not know what to expect. All I could do was be methodical in my operations, be calculative in things that I did. One plus one is two. Let's just hit the doorbell and see what happens. No one's at the door. I slowly push it open more. Hello? Hello? Nothing. Stepping inside, it's all dark. It takes a moment for my eyes to adjust. You know, it's creepy enough that I'm sitting here in a dusty, smelly, house with the name Haunted Mansion but to have the door open with nobody there and a dark room to enter my whole body tingles with flight it's telling me to run I look at the hallway and I see a light at the end of it and I head that way I enter a small room and up above are four paintings. Paintings that are oddly familiar. Paintings that I know, but yet don't. I hear something open behind me, a small door, and an all too familiar voice. Welcome, <laughs> Mr. Host. It's been a long time. Foolish mortals. I'm looking for somebody whose name starts with the C, Mr. Hose. Does that ring a bell? If you could, I would love some help. Our tour begins here in this gallery, where you see paintings of some of our guests. 
I'm looking at these paintings, Mr. Host. Something's telling me deep inside that these paintings have more of a story than they're letting on right now. <laughs> Mr. Host, I really need to find this person that has the C in the envelope addressed to me. Can you help me find him? Without missing a beat, Mr. Host opens up his jacket and he pulls out another envelope and he hands it to me. So, you know, guys, last week we spent a lot of time talking about the outside queue area. Uh, one of the really cool parts that we're going to walk into next and really start to dive in and talk about some of these stories is the stretching room. You know, it's, it's a pretty intimidating room. It's pretty large. We've all had to experience it. Uh, I have a favorite character in that stretching room. I mean, there's some amazing portraits in there, and we're going to talk about the stories tonight. Uh, Jason, do you have a favorite story or a favorite uh, character? Um... No, I don't have a favorite one. Sorry. You want to go? Want me to start with mine? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just, kidding. I'm just kidding, man. Um, I think my favorite painting is um, I'm I'm probably gonna go with uh the one that's always stuck out to me, and I don't know why. There's nothing uh, like amazing about this portrait, and and there's other ones that are actually better, but this one's always caught me was um the tightrope walker. And um, you know, I don't, I don't know if it's just probably the one way that I probably out of that I wouldn't want to go, but that that would be my my probably my go to that would catch my eye. If you were to throw these up on a screen, that's immediately my eye would go to that one. Wait a second, are you talking about Alley Gal, the tightrope walker, or Sally Slater, or Daisy De La Cruz, or Sarah Sally Slater, or maybe it's Lillian O'Malley, <laughs> right? Or Lillian Gracie. Ooh. <laughs> What are we doing here? Yes, that would be the one, my friend. Guys, this this portrait, you know, whenever you walk in, you look up and you see them in their uh, their their foolish mortal states, as we say. Uh, you know, you see this lovely lady, and she is uh, holding a umbrella or a parasol, I think they call it, and uh, and she's looking has this this loving look on her face, and you have no idea what's about to happen to this woman. Um, you know, some of the stories about these paintings are what we're going to dive into tonight. And the story of the tightrope girl is one that, you know, I really enjoy because there's multiple stories that really could be the, the true one. One of my absolute favorite ones, and guys, I'm going to take the, the one and then you guys can jump in and let me know if you have something different, is um, about Sally. Sally Slater, and she was this girl who, she was a cousin of the Gracies, and she was really... Um, What's the best way I want to describe this? Kind of uh, uh, didn't use her brain much. She was always, her head was in the clouds. She was never thinking about what was going on. Uh, but she comes from money, of course. She's part of the Gracie family. And she decides that as a hobby, she wants to become a tightrope walker. And as a tightrope walker, she kept practicing, kept doing it. And she loved the attention from everyone that would watch her do it. Well, because this girl never thought of, hey, maybe I should check the rope. Maybe I should uh, worry about the uh, uh, the safety aspects that are included with being a tightrope walker. She never uh, she never planned her demise like a lot of people saw it coming. So one day she comes, she's outside of Gracie Manor, and she decides she wants to bring them all together to say, hey, come look at me. And so they come over, and she starts to right, uh, walk the rope across the river. And the rope starts snapping little by little because it's frayed over time from being out in the weather. And it's snapping little by little. And, of course, she can't look down long enough to see that because she's so enamored with people looking at her. She's kind of a vain woman. And little does she know that everyone cheering and clapping and trying to get her attention, they're not doing it because they love her and love what she's doing. It's because there's an alligator that's been following her all the way across the river. And right as she gets to the middle... The rope snaps, and down she goes, and that is how Sally uh, meets her demise, and now she is a ghost that haunts the portrait in the stretching room, and um, the one thing that I love is you can see her one other place, according to this legend, and that is in the ballroom where she's dancing with Dorian, because the two of them have fallen in love uh, in their post-mortem state, and, uh, and that is the story that I love about this picture guys is that the one you've heard or have you all heard anything different 
I got a different story, and it's I know you mentioned the name before, and the one that I heard was of Daisy Dela Cruz, and uh, that was actually the name they had meet and greets when they had some of the Haunted Mansion characters, and that was the name that they actually gave her for the meet and greets. Uh, and I guess if you were getting a signed autograph, that's what she would sign. Anyway, Daisy was a sorcerer who was working at a, as a tightrope walker in a traveling circus, uh, but. Being the kind of beautiful woman she was, she was very much into seducing men. And she would get these men to meet her at the circus and she would, you know, you know, fall in love with these guys and she would seduce them. And then she'd use her sorcerer ways and turn them into alligators uh, when she was done with them. It's kind of uh, just just her way of, you know, toying around and showing off her powers. Well, anyway, these pet alligators decided one day they were going to team up and wait for her to walk on a tightrope and meet her to her device and get her when she falls up the tightrope there could be worse things to be uh turned into than an alligator i guess <laughs> i guess i i have to i have to um laugh at mike because i wish you guys could see this as he's he's trying to be like politically correct when he's talking about this and he's like moving his hands in an impolitically correct way and i'm like yeah your hand motions aren't really going with the I, I'm, I'm i'm laughing because you're just trying to be so you know g-rated about well, you know, uh, a... you know seduction and stuff like that yeah you know oh <laughs> uh, let me give you guys the real story here since you guys are playing around with kitty games here the actual person her name is mistress lillian gracie who she who before that she is o'malley and when she was young she was 15 she fell in love with uh some clown that was in a circus and i don't know if he was an actual clown he was a performer so she ran away and this guy ended up finding his demise while uh in the circus so uh she's lost with grief she decides she wants to pursue you know go into the circus herself and become a tightrope walker to keep you know the the roots of her love and her life and um, look at she uh, she kind of gives that up and she falls in love with George Gracie Jr. And um, because George is uh, George is kind of a promiscuous guy, he he and Madame Leota are kind of uh, got a thing on the side and Lillian uh, finds her demise from Madame Leota. And if you remember back on my old story, um, that ring that we were talking about was actually Mistress Lillian Gracie's ring that was tossed out the window by Madame Leota. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. It is. Uh, three stories, mm. three different interpretations of the painting. Which, and, one, which one's true? Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know which one is true. All I know is what I heard, the telephone game, right? Well, the best thing about this is, and we tell these stories because, listen, it's all what you think, you know? What stories have you heard, your interaction? But, Mike, you know what? Listen, although Jason really, really likes the picture with the... Uh, uh, with Sally, you know, or, or whoever you guys want to call her, on top of the um, uh, uh, the tightrope, I want to move to my main man. I like to call him the mayor, the big cheese, the head honcho, Alexander Nitrikov. And he, whenever you walk in, he is a, he is a uh, uh, a guy that you know has power. He is uh, has control of his life. He's standing there. He's wearing a black suit jacket. He's wearing a bow tie with a white uh, shirt underneath, and he has a red sash, meaning he's probably someone of prominence, either a mayor, a uh, governor, you know, of, of whatever he, uh, wherever he is from. And you don't see much else, though, in his mortal state. Mike, what's the story you've heard behind this painting? Well, I've heard an interesting story, and it's kind of funny because his name, if you look at his last name, is starts off Nitro, N-I-T-R-O. And uh, I think that's kind of a play on words to what we're about to find out happens to him. Well, apparently he was invited to a party at the Gracie Mansion. And as distinguished as he is, he's kind of a klutz and he tends to be forgetful. And this particular time he was in such a rush to get to a great party because he was really excited about going to the Gracie Mansion. He actually forgot to wear his glasses because he's pretty blind. And he actually forgot his pants. So he went there with in his boxer shorts. And as you can see, he's kind of a portly guy, and he was pretty hungry, and he gets to the party, and he didn't have the kind of food out that they wanted. So he's wandering through, half blind, with his, you know, candle in hand, and he stumbles into the pantry. He thinks he smells some food, puts the candle down, and unwillingly know he knows he lights a keg of TNT dynamite. <laughs> I love this because this is how I think I would go, in the middle of the night going to search for food without my pants on. So... <laughs> 
it's pretty much this is my future in a painting in the haunted mansion uh you know what that's fun about these pictures too is when you first look at them you know before the the room starts to stretch they just look like ordinary people you know and i think that has a lot to do with how you see people in uh you know, it, as you walk down the street, you know, you kind of just see them as who they are. You don't see their quirks and their weirdness and their, you know, we all have it. We all have those those weird aspects to us. And this guy, you want to talk about it. Mike, you hit on, you know, you hit it perfectly with saying from the net for, or from the waist up, this dude's put together. I mean, he's got his, you know, like I said, like probably a mayor from the sash. He's got his black jacket from the waist down. Uh, you know the red and white boxer uh, that he's wearing, the the purple. I guess the, what would you even call those things? They hold your socks up. I guess the garters, the sock garters. Garter? Yeah. yeah. Do you own? Do you own any of those? No. No I sock garters. Socks fit. No. Okay. <laughs> the the hey, hey, in the Marine Corps they wear shirt stays. They keep the shirt down. Oh, is they that what it the is? Socks up. They keep the shirt down. Yeah. When you put your pants on, they they don't let your shirt buff up. They they keep them down. You know what keeps my shirt down? My belly. <laughs> it just keeps it's so tight on my belt i can't you know um but you know and they say that the paper he's holding is actually the invitation to the party at gracie manor um you know when you go you talk about the gracies they are a family of prominence so they're only going to have people who are either beautiful or powerful you know th- these people really were a vain uh people all of them whenever you look at all these characters throughout throughout the storyline I like Alexander. I do love that his name starts with Nitro, Nitrikov. You know, uh, it's absolutely uh, fantastic. Jay, you know, one of the things that I love about this is in the original um, spiel that was written by Exitensio, he says, uh, um, they, they kind of, in the original spiel, they kind of got into a little more detail about the portraits. And he said, I'm quoting Alexander Nitrikov, an anarchist who came to us with a bang one night. So, you know, that's just what he's known as. Okay. Right. And um, the the actual story that I am familiar with is I'm going back to the Gracie family, and um, it's an ambassador, Edward Gracie. Have mm-hmm. you ever heard this? Yeah. Okay. Uh, he was a diplomat in Burma, and he was actually the uncle, and this is going to tie into the next uh, painting, actually. He's actually the uncle of the mansion's ghost host, and George Gracie Jr., and Edward passed away in a um, in an embassy attack, right, where he was blown up. And that is uh, his his nod. See, a lot of these pictures in the Haunted Mansion are actually just like the ghost host would state past guests of the house, mm-hmm. okay? And, you know, when you really look at something deeper is each one of us have our own picture, have our own stretching room painting. We just don't know what our demise is at this time. But we each have our own painting started. We just – we are never going to see the completion of it and we're never going to see our own stretching room come completely down or stretch completely to the beginning because we're not going to be here to see it. But anyways, that's what I take from the stretching room going forward. Wow, that's you, deep. That is deep. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Hey, everyone out there, hey, you got to back me up, okay? We were doing this earlier and, and Jason had this profound moment and I started, clap, I started snapping my thumbs. You know, and I and they both looked at me like I was crazy. You got to tell them this is what you do in a coffee house. You don't clap after somebody has a moment. You, I've never. I'm like, sit down. Your poetry stinks, <laughs> loser. Give me that. I don't. I don't. I don't understand I, what this. I've never is, been but, to okay. a coffee house of poetry. I'm starting to look at you differently. You're from I New York, man. How have you never done this? Get, come on, get with come it. Come on, we come don't on. Do that here. Go. You, you can go what? sit on. Listen, you, go sit on a couch. You know. Maybe they'll have the cool part about going to a coffee house in New York is, um, you know, it's a place where people come together. And sometimes there's music up front, you know, with uh, women that play guitar and sing songs like Smelly Cat and all this great stuff. So, um, you know, it's 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 fantastic. You sit there with your best friends on a couch and, uh, you know, have a have a drink as you're enjoying Central Park. Um, (laughs) We we, we sit out. We sit outside the pork store drinking espresso and having a cannoli. I don't know what kind of (laughs) stores you go to. My friends are a little different than yours. If that doesn't scream Sopranos, I don't know what does. (laughs) Well, listen, no matter what, whether how however you guys do it, I'll be there for you. Okay. Um, Jazz hands. There we go. (laughs) Jazz hands. Um, (laughs) Nice. Well played. Let's move on to the next painting. Uh, One of my one of my favorites, too. Mike, you know what? We didn't ask you before we get into this one. What is your favorite painting? Have we already gone over it, or is there one coming up that we haven't done yet? No, we we, we left them hanging. Yeah, we did no, leave them hanging. Well, 
Alexander was my favorite. That's the, your favorite, my guy. Yeah, 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 I like him. I like it. If I could have anyone in the, I think if I could have anyone hanging in the house, that would be the one. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good one. Uh, the the one we want to talk about next is one that you certainly have no clue what's happening by seeing it before the stretch uh, comes, and that's talking about the quicksand men. Uh, guys, what stories have you heard about this one? Well, I heard that these were three drunken, bumbling gamblers who were kind of kind of goofy, and they were really didn't have their stuff together. And uh, one time, they were deciding they were crossing over by Gracie Mansion. They were going over there, and around Gracie Mansion, there tends to be some spots around the back end of it where there's quicksand. But they thought it was mud, and being that they were kind of disheveled as, it, as they were, they wanted to go there and look presentable as they were going to this party at the mansion, probably the same party that the uh, that Alexander was going to. So they decided that let's have a game of cards. Let's decide that who's going to be the one on top, who's going to be on the one on the bottom, who's going to be the one uh, in the middle. And those would be the ones to carry us through this, what we thought was mud, but apparently it's not. It was quicksand, and that's how they met their demise. Yeah, and I absolutely love the fact that if you look at the man with the bowler hat, the man sitting on top, he might look a little bit familiar to you because uh, some people think that he might be the traveling hitchhiking ghost Phineas uh, that you see towards the end of the attraction. And uh, so you kind of get a peek to him that maybe that's him later. It's later thought that the actual the guys are names as Big Hobbs, Hobbs, and Skinny Hobbs. How in the world Skinny Hobbs ends up on the bottom? He must be the worst card player out of all three because, uh, look, man, no matter what, that is nothing that uh, is an easy go, especially even across across uh, um, mud. And I'll say this, I do this trick, but most of the time it's just to get into bars, me and my other small small buddies that I, I go to the bars with. You know, we have a big trench coat, we get on each other's shoulders, and off we go. These three guys were, um, you know, back in the day when you you really weren't tied to a family unless it was through marriage. You had to, There was a birthright through marriage, so you didn't have an automatic birthright. So what it was is you have uh, family members through... A promiscuous behavior where they were illegitimate, okay? These three gentlemen were illegitimate blood members, blood ties to the Gracie family, and they were actually kept around just as servants, okay? Now, they started with Lillian uh, O'Malley at the circus, and that's how this whole story kind of came together, which I'm thinking is how Lillian actually made it over to uh, to meet um, Gracie Jr., okay? Um, the, the man on the top was, uh, Daniel Patterson and he's the half brother of the ghost host. He's the illegitimate half brother of the ghost host. The man in the middle was the handyman. His name is ass. I think it's, or is it Asa? Asa. <laughs> Asa. <laughs> eh, whatever. Asa, Asa Gilbert, who was the half brother of the ghost host mother of the black widow. Okay. And the bottom guy was the gardener, and that's uh, Eddie Foster, and he was actually the illegitimate son of Edward Gracie, the ambassador. So he was actually the son of um, the guy that uh, blew himself up with the dynamite. And uh, that's that's the reason that they got uh, inside this um, predicament is George Jr.'s illegitimate daughter with Madame Leota. Her name was Little Leota. She attempted to seduce the men, and you know I, I don't know if it's in her bloodline. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm beginning to wonder about this. Um, but they, she attempted to seduce them, and they uh, they all said, nope, not having any of it, weirdo. And she went ahead and cursed them and uh, hexed them and made sure that they all ended up in the quicksand pit together, and that was their demise. And that's how they became infamous on the Haunted Mansion wall. I do remember reading part of that story. And that's a great, yeah, because the fact how they all are different sons of, of different people, mm-hmm. um, which is really, really cool. Probably the one that when you walk in, you think, oh, there's Nana sitting up there uh, with a beautiful rose and a, and a gaze on her face. That uh, That's the one that probably looks the most innocent, but it's by far the one that is the least innocent up there. And I'm going to start with my story first, guys, and that is of Abigail Pate Cleaver. Abigail was a uh, a widow. Uh, she had been married many times, and as she's sitting there, as the room stretches, uh, you realize that she's sitting and she's mourning the loss of her husband, George, and uh, she looks unbelievably sad with a little smirk on her face, and in George's head, there is a hatchet, and rest in peace uh, is, is there on the tombstone, her beloved George. Well, come to find out, Abigail Pate Cleaver is no, none other than Constance from... The attic scene. 
Now, Constance with a C. Constance with a C. Um, Constance Hatchaway from the attic scene, and she, uh, with her fifth husband, George, decided that enough was enough, and she buried a hatchet in his head before decapitating. You get to see her and George again in the attic, uh, where you see George lose his head in the new attic scene. But the whole thing about Abigail was that she still, to this day, would go and torment her lovers, all seven of them, by sitting on their graves and letting them know, I survived you. You know, as we look through all of these stories, there is a uh, abundant pattern of, you know, Abigail has her, Abigail or Constance, however you want to look at it, has her greed. You know, you look back at um, the quicksand guys, they have their love for money, you know, and uh, uh, Alexander had his love for power, and the tightrope girl had her love for, you know, she thought she was beautiful and she loved everyone looking at her. She was vain. Uh, but we realize that all of these lead to one demise, that you are not going to make it through no matter how much money you have, how, uh, how much power you have, how beautiful you are, or how many husbands you have. At the end, you have the same fate, and they all reach that fate in the Haunted Mansion. Guys, have you all heard anything different about this uh, this story? I have, I have, and it's not even where it's Constance. Um, the story that I got is, first of all, when you look at her, um, it's almost like that painting is like a scratch and sniff, like it smells like apple pie and sugar cookies, because that's grandma up there. Just uh, She's just the just perfect grandma sitting up there, right? You guys aren't agreeing with no, me? I no, I agree, yeah. Okay. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. Okay, so anyways, uh, the black little... The Black Widow was uh, the ghost host. This this woman is actually the ghost host's mother, Mary Gracie or Mary Gilbert, and she was actually coerced, uh, manipulated, um, uh, made to to marry uh, George Gracie Senior, mm-hmm. the ghost host's father. And he was gone a lot. I mean, he was gone a lot, and and basically she was left as a single mother for most of the time. So when uh, George Jr. got old enough to go to college, they sent him off to Yale, and George Sr. then returned. Now, George being gone all the time, and he, he confessed to, to Mary that, hey, look it, I've been, you know, I've been, I got, I got a woman on the side. Her name is Mrs., now catch this, Mrs. Patterson. So he was, he was uh, you know, he was taking a Mary girl out for coffee, right? So Mary took this opportunity to um, go ahead and murder her husband and with a hatchet, and she legally got away with it because she claimed it to be a crime of passion. Uh, so therefore, she legally inherited all the money, the house, everything, and she skipped town, and then she just left the house to the new master of the Gracie estate, and that would be George Jr., and that is the story of the woman in the painting sitting on the gravestone. Very cool. I say it is George Hightower. Um, and here's the cool part about uh, George Hightower. He was related to Harrison Hightower III, which the cool part about that is he Harrison Hightower III, he was a millionaire, and he built the Hotel Hightower uh, in New York. And on a night of December 31st, 1899, all of a sudden the, the entire uh, hotel disappears and it's considered haunted, and under right now it's called the Tower of Terror. Um, and so, whenever you think about how the haunted mansion uh, can can really have an effect on other attractions, the haunted mansion had that little bit of uh, storyline. If you go with my story, with the Tower of Terror too. Yeah, hundred percent, man. It's amazing how some of this under the radar. You know, this is almost kind of like a, a a Doctor Who thing, where there's these different timelines where. Where you're, you're kind of everything can be tied together, but they're separate, and this is really kind of a, a bizarre, fun. The Imagineers, Walt Disney himself, they did a great job by putting this forward and allowing us to have fun with it, even when we're not down there. Mike, do you think it's weird that they haven't come out with a legit great um, haunted mansion series? movie because let's be honest the the haunted mansion movie with eddie murphy was terrible i mean it was really bad well with disney plus coming out now you could certainly open the door for a series now yeah yeah but i don't think they will though man think about but would you want to see it like made for kids almost like goosebumps or would you want to see it more of a darker adult side I, I'd like well, to see how, a darker how, adult side. How dark? How dark is Disney Plus going to get? I mean, they're going to have rated R stuff on there, probably not. So it would have to be, it would have to be something in the PG or PG thirteen yeah. related, you know. Dude. But you know what? 
even though haunted even the haunted mansion itself is pretty much pg pg 13 rated so you could still play off that same way and still have a good effect you know what i mean i mean listen there's nothing there's nothing halloween horror nights about the haunted mansion right, yet right. it's still creepy and spooky so you could probably pull off that pg pg 13 without being hokey and funny but still have that little bit of element of scare and, and do a good job pulling it off i mean they do it now with the actual mansion you're, well, they could, and they could do it more on a, a psychological thriller mm-hmm. as well. Oh, hundred percent. We're just kind of just getting. Re- I mean, we don't need a lot of special effects. Let's go on the deeper level. Let's let's start messing with people's psyche. Um, but you know, my my point I was trying to make was, I have my beliefs on what what it is. This is my storyline, and and I'm sticking with it. And it's and but you have yours. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then I like yours. Maybe I'll change yours to kind of mesh with mine a little bit. And now Mike's got his and, and it just kind of evolves. Now the curious thing would be what stories are going to be in place in 50 years? How much are these going to change, evolve? Uh, are there going to be new characters that have been introduced in this telephone game called the Haunted Mansion? That's the fun thing. I think that they'll never put an official storyline out because it's always going to be an evolution of a story. It's Just think about it. It's the perfect book that they never have to write a chapter. We're doing it for them over and over again. So as you're in this room and you're meeting your demise and you're seeing how all these people are going to meet their demise, you are then being instructed by the ghost hosts about how there's you know only one way out and that's his way out. And uh, it's it's a pretty morbid scene, you know, when the the lights go out and you know, the flashes and there he is in the room with you, hanging above you. And uh, what do you guys think about that scene? Do you think it's a little too morbid for kids or? Guys, I'm gonna be honest with you. I've as many times as I've ridden that, I've never looked up. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Nope. That's one of my favorite things to do. Like, especially if somebody right new, I'll be like, just look up. It's. I can't believe I'm even admitting that right now, dude. It's it's one. It's the most morbid thing in this attraction by far, and it's before you even board the attraction. So it's it's really uh, unique that you see that, and it's just a quick flash, which I think makes it creepier than if they left the light on. You know. Um, cause you see just a silhouette. Oh, almost. you know what? Yeah. You just, okay. You just see it cause it's a glass. Okay. Up there. Yep. yep. Gotcha. Um, but the fact of, listen, he, I, the story behind him and that he's lived this life of, of, uh, you know, being distraught and being, you know, he's, he's had all this on him and now this is how he, be, he wants to become part of the house. Is, is this way, and now he is the one inviting you in. He is the one that is embracing all these 909 unhappy haunts. He's the one bringing everyone together, and uh, and and now, you know, this is your time to see him. I love that they put that little little cherry on the top of the stretching room, uh, to, to kind of put it lightly, of, of him dangling up there. Yeah, and, here's, and here's where I think Disney did it right with the ghost host in that room is you don't have to point it out to your kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't, they don't have to see any of that. If you even can, – can we just do a side addendum here to the stories and there is that opportunity where we've said it before where you can just skip the stretching room completely with your little ones and just go right to the ride. Mm-hmm. So there is that option. Just tell one of the, the cast members you don't want to ride or go through the stretching room and they'll walk you out and take you through because it can be kind of scary for uh, for a child. Okay, In fact, it took us a couple years to for the kids to um, agree to it. and Or maybe we just said too bad you're old enough. You got a diapers, you're in the stretching room. Let's go. But um, the ghost host is a, is a perfect – I – I can never like through through. Let's let's go over to uh, Epcot for a second, and we're talking about Spaceship Earth. You know they've changed narrators; they can change um, voices over there. Um, this is something that I think there there is. This would be so sacrilegious to change the ghost host's name that it would probably just destroy the whole ride and all the fandom in with it because that voice is the ghost host. There's no changing it. Oh, hundred percent. Oh my gosh, yeah. I can't imagine somebody different. You know that voice all so well. I can't see that. I, I couldn't – even if you could pick any voice in the world, I couldn't think of anybody else that would better suit that and who I'm more familiar with and I think fits that mold purposely, and that's Paul Freeze. Well, I think Agreed. I think tonight we've looked all around the stretching room. We've spent quite a bit of time looking at all of the portraits, the stories behind the stories of the stretching room, and uh, even our, our good friend the ghost host, even though his, his overall storyline is shrouded in mystery – you know, he will always be the one who brought everyone together to, to create this amazing mansion of 999 haunts that we get to ride through all the time. Um, guys, do you all have anything else you want to add on the stories behind the stretching room before we uh, before we move on to some of our favorite things to do? 
No, no. I, I don't want to get any more deeper into it then. Uh, but there really is a an extremely deep – I mean, look, this is conversation topic where – I mean, they could almost have a college-level class on the psychology behind this Where you attraction. at, Jeff Barnes? We need you. So, I mean, it would be it would be something that would be a lot of fun where we could actually sit around and intellectually talk about all of this stuff where look at the demise of these people. You know, is it is it as simple as a tightrope person falling into um, an alligator or is it a lot more deeper than that? So uh, it, you guys can have a lot of fun with this room regardless of what side of the fence or whose storyline you believe or make up your own. But share it. 100%. Yeah, put it on the page. So, guys, you know, the, we've talked about the portraits in the stretching room. And, you know, it's kind of dark in that room. And it doesn't really make for good pictures. Fortunately, we have this amazing Facebook group and we have some awesome pictures. And that brings us to my favorite thing every week. And that would be Pictures of the Week. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. It's time for us to get our Picks of the Week. Jason. Tell me, buddy. I think Justin went first last week, so you're going to go first for me this week. What's your pick of the week? I am. I am. I'm going to go with Joel Johns this week. And look, there were some great pictures, great Halloween pictures. And um, I'm going to go with Joel. And he uh, and, and they were uh, his kids were getting ready for church, and they were all keeping it Disney. They uh, uh, got some Walt Disney attire on. And, uh, you know, I love those where, hey, we're just keeping it Disney. We're keeping it Disney at the house and just letting it uh, – just letting it flow, and uh, that's my pick of the week. Very cool. Justin, what do you got for me, buddy? Yeah, I'm going to jump in. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do someone who's not in the parks, too, and I'm going to go with Kyle Bonnet. So the wife and I ditched the kids for the day. One of my favorite things to do is to ditch the kids. Um, they said they went and saw Frozen on Broadway. So if anyone was on the fence about going or needed a push, the show was amazing. This is a must-see in my eyes. Looks like they had a fantastic time. Uh, big, big props. Thanks for posting the story. And uh, next time I'm in New York, we'll have to meet up with you guys and uh, have a drink and uh, and talk Disney and have a good time. So my pick of the week is a picture and a video, and it's going to also be a huge congratulations to Abe Clement and getting engaged down in Epcot. What an amazing thing. It's, it's great. Thank you for sharing that with us in the group. And uh, congratulations from our Disney Dad family to you. Congratulations. Yeah, That's awesome. It and he kept us, and he brought us along, too. He's like, hey, I plan on doing this. Hey, I'm going to be here. And he actually invited people to be in the area. I'm like, man, you got, you've got you uh, you got some total trust in us that we're not walking up going, hey, are you two the ones that are getting engaged? Oh, Did I miss no, that? no, that's what I would have done, too. Did I tell you guys <laughs> yes. I ruined a Disney trip this week? Did I tell Congratulations. you that? Congratulations. Let me oh, see the ring. That. Did I tell you that, Jay, that Did, I ruined a Disney oh, trip? Oh, no. Did you really? Uh, I've done that before. It's the, it's worst, the worst feeling ever. We went to gymnastics three weeks ago. And I was talking to this mom there. It's really the first time I talked to her, and she was like, "Yeah, we're taking our we're doing our first trip to Disney." And she was like, "We used we uh, we used an, a, a different agency, and and um, they booked us a seven thirty p.m. dinner on Mickey's Not So Scary at Be Our Guest." And I'm like, "Why are you doing an ADR on on a party night? You know what I mean? Right? Like you're paying a premium to be there. That's not for me. I wouldn't do that." So I was like, you should look to change it, you know, and all that. So we were just talking about it. I was like, oh, well, let me show you how the app works. And I was showing her some stuff. And uh, anyway, she didn't tell me that she wasn't telling her kids. Yeah, so that's on her the day. next time I walk into gymnastics, <laughs> I go, did you get your ADR changed for your Disney? Like, I couldn't have gotten into more detail. For your Disney trip, you're going on in one week. You know, it's like, she's like, shh. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so sorry. You know, a parent needs to say we're going on a, Di a surprise Disney trip of for course, the little one. You course. gotta say that. You know, look, you know, with me, it's just I get I see families go out to Disney all the time. I'm like, and I get excited for them, and, and they're like, oh, they didn't know we were going, and I'm like, oh, well, you should have told me it was a surprise yeah, no trip. Doubt. Yeah. Anyway. Hello. Hey, before we go on, I also want to give a huge shout out to Hunter Stewart, who's a new member of the group, and he put his first uh, post on our uh, Disney Facebook page, and it was about his son meeting Stitch, and what a great story it was, and a big shout out to you, Hunter, from all of us here at the Disney family. Welcome to the family, and glad to have you aboard. Absolutely love it. And with Seth Dawson, who had a wingman, it helped achieve intergalactic peace by destroying Zerg with the score of 9 
to the ninth. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. Nine, 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 nine. All the nines. So, when it reads nines across team So it's one. all about the wingman, Seth. It's all about the wingman. Well, guys, if you've been wondering how you can be a part of Picks of the Week, there's so many great ways. You can find them all at www.disneydadspodcast.com. There you can find links to all of our social media. Of course, Facebook is where we pick our Picks of the Week from. So go over, join the Disney Dads Podcast family on Facebook. Also on Twitter, we are at Podcast Disney. Come over and give us a follow there. Let's talk Disney on Twitter. Uh, also follow us on Instagram. Um, while you're doing that, guys, make sure to give us a call. We want you to be a part of this show. That's when we when we created this. Our whole idea was this was uh, something we wanted to interact with you guys and to let you guys be a part of it. Give us a call three one seven WDW Dads. Tell us your Disney story. Also. Let us know some stories about the Haunted Mansion that you love. Maybe there's a stretching room story that you've heard that we hadn't didn't talk about on tonight's episode. Give us a call, 317-WDW-DADS. And while you're doing that, listen, pick up your phone, pick up your iPads, get on the computer, go over to iTunes, slap us five stars, give us a that virtual hug. We love you for doing that. And say a few kind words if you're loving the show. We appreciate you. It helps us grow the show, and it helps us reach more and more of the Disney community out there that might not know about it. Uh, Jason, also, we are on Stitcher now. Uh, you want to give some details on that? You can find us on Stitcher. I know that's one of the biggest platforms. I don't personally use it, but biggest platforms out there. So we love our... I'm going to be honest with all my Android people that, uh, you know, that don't, or even my people that use Stitcher, and I wasn't on there, and I kept getting hounded and hounded. And, you know, I'm an Apple guy. I use iPhone. I use Podcast, um, you know, the, the app. And it was just it was just kind of you know our our numbers are huge with um, just the Apple community and and then of course Podbean and a couple other small ones and I kept getting hounded with spot or was it Spotify or, no Spotify. Spotify Spotify okay gotcha yeah Spotify yeah we've been See, on I don't Stitcher. even know where we are um, yeah I know so it's on Spotify guys we're on Spotify now so if that's your main platform because I know some of you Michael Taylor who are out there who listen on us. Um, we're kept inquiring about Spotify. There it is. And, you know, as soon as I dropped uh, the show on there after, uh, you know, emailing back and forth with, um, you know, trying to get everything set up with them, um, I, I noticed we've got subscribers and views just immediately. Just people were already <laughs> put had us in the queue downloading us. So uh, that's fun. But anyways, for you guys that, that um, use Spotify, go ahead and uh, and check us out there, guys. Guys, it was great talking about the stretching room tonight. I am so looking forward to talking about the next upcoming little segments to this. Uh, it was great seeing you guys, uh, you know, getting back on a regular schedule. Uh, listen, Hope, Katie, and Riley are feeling better. I know what it's like to be sick. It's a terrible thing, and uh, I'm sure you've been a trooper and a true husband helping out. And uh, Jason, good to see you too as well, buddy. Yeah, man. Absolutely. And Parker, 100%. happy birthday. I'm, Before I forget, happy yeah, birthday, Yeah, Parker. absolutely, Parker. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Mike, 12, I, buddy, I didn't know you were working 12 hours today. Yeah. That's a long day, and you come rolling in, and I'm like, you're you're just like fresh out of the shower and just running down here with a drink in hand going, I'm coming, guys. I'm coming. Yeah. Hey, listen, I want to re, re, uh, restate my obvious love for my little man. Happy birthday, buddy. I'm so proud of you. And I hope it's a magical day. <laughs> and um, look, I'm I'm sure that uh, uh, as you're listening to this, your your head is in the air because his birthday is more important than Christmas to him. So I just love it. It's just a he's just got a character that's it's uh, man. I tell you what, I, I'm doting. I know I'm 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 just I love my little man. So he's he's my little uh, he's my little wingman. So, anyways, Justin, my friend, happy birthday, Parker. Parker, it's your birthday. I had to throw a Friends and a Simpsons reference into this episode. I was hoping yeah. for the whole Marilyn Manson, yeah. like, happy Marilyn birthday. Manson? Happy Marilyn birthday to Marilyn Monroe. Just scare the kid? Same thing. Whatever. Same thing. It is the haunted mansion, you know. <laughs> same, I just took it to a new level. Whatever. Don't judge me, guys. Listen, I, uh, guys, I love this series. I, I love what this series is evolving to. Um, it's so much fun diving in these stories because it, we were texting with each other earlier today and i was like i didn't know this story i didn't know this you know like we're expanding our knowledge on disney as well and the fact that we can we can bring these stories to our disney family that the next time they go and they're standing in the stretching room and they look up they can look at their friends and they can you know they can go hey did you know about this person or this person it's that's what that's what makes it fun and you have to give huge props to disney and all the stories they tell all of these attractions start with a story, and uh, I don't think there's a better attraction that tells a better story than the Haunted Mansion. So, guys, thank you so much. I've had a blast tonight. I cannot wait to dive into the next episode next week as we uh, venture 
further down the Haunted Mansion rabbit hole. Uh, and guys, until next time, I'll be seeing you real soon. Have a good night. Good night. And since Mike froze up, I'm going to say good night. Good night. My name's Mike, and I say good night. From Mike, Justin, and myself, we want to say thank you. And remember, always keep it Disney. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin. And I say, uh, my name is Mike, and I say, that's a wrap. Mike's frozen on Skype, so let me do this hunt. Wait, here we go. <laughs> that's a wrap, yo. Good night, guys. <laughs> Gee. <laughs> hey, let's go have a cannoli, okay? All right. <laughs> this has been YDF Media Productions.